Welcome everyone to the latest podcast edition, Reimagine Mobility. I'm here with Thomas Glotz and he works in our advanced simulation technologies group where we do a lot of simulation tools, products and supporting our customers with simulation needs. Welcome Thomas, thanks for joining me. And um, let's start right out. Let's talk with fuel cell technologies. We had uh, several different podcasts about fuel cell technologies. And in all of those, I usually bring up simulation because it's, in my opinion, uh, one of the key enablers for the future of mobility and reimagining mobility that we're really talking here. So a key enabler. What do you know about simulation for fuel cell systems? Where do you see the key advances, uh, the key points? Tell us a little bit about it and with it, obviously, what, what does simulation mean to you? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me, Stefan. Um, so, yeah, I think the first time I got in touch with fuel cell simulation in AVL was uh, pretty much uh, almost five years ago, where we started to, to do simulation in our tools in, in the system simulation side, uh, in, in Cruise-M, um, also in the 3D CFD side in Fire-M. Um, and ever since then, um, yeah, it's, it's a big part of the development process. Um, it can help in so many ways. It, it can um, start at the beginning, design, bar, uh, balance of plant modeling, different variants, uh, all down to the component design, um, to the details where it can help uh, the, the model the details of the component of the stack, but also of the uh, so, so much more than just the stack, especially for the solid oxide fuel cells. It's, it's a balance of plant, all the auxiliary components, the, the catalysts. Um, here simulation definitely can help. <clears throat> and yeah, obviously also towards the virtual deskbed, um, the hardware in the loop applications, the control uh, strategy development. Uh, here simulation is, is key to just cut down the the time and um, yeah, just the effort also automatize, uh, parallelize. Sure. Yeah, that's. You, you, you mentioned SOFC, uh, AVL specific, I think at least on the stack point of view, we're heavily focused on PEM, uh, but obviously on the complete propulsion system or power plant, we, we do anything and everything when it comes to fuel cells or like SOFC, PEM. Is there a difference when it comes to simulation? On, is, is one more important than the other? I, I mean, is one simulation type more important for one or the other, SOFC or PEM? Is it equally important? Is one giving you more benefits, less benefits? Highlight a little bit uh, in that regard. Yeah, as, as you said, we, we do both. Uh, and it's for us from development side and also from product side, I'd say it's equally important. It's Definitely different aspects. So, what what you focus on the simulation uh, side. So, for on the SFC side, it's much more about the balance of plant, <clears throat> the auxiliaries, the entire mm -hmm. system, also heat um, regeneration and, and yeah, real power plants, so to say. On the PAM side, it's much more about uh, the vehicle integration, um, also durability, um, especially when it comes to. Uh, track applications, for example, um, yeah, aging models, durability models are is, is a huge factor. Uh, here we oh. have a really good offering, at, I'd say, uh, which is quite unique. Um, on the SFC side, we are developing um, aging models, degradation models there. 
uh, but it's there, it's much more of a stationary um, application, much less transient, so um, not that of an important factor, but getting, getting more and more important there as well. Okay. Interesting. So you, you, you clearly mentioned there's different applications for different uh, sorts of simulations or different technologies using simulation. If, if, you, if you could give the, the listener, including me, an idea, how are customers using simulation today that may be different from, uh, you mentioned you've been in this for five years, for maybe five years ago. Have you seen a trend of, of changes, how customers using it? Maybe to me, simulation when I first started was very little, right? And then we started mm -hmm. using it sort of on the side. And today it feels like it's one of the main activities. Is this similar in, in your experience or, or what do you see? Absolutely, yeah. Um, when we started uh, developing the fuel cell models, it, it was basically an R&D um, project. It was a lot of R&D oh. work. It was like small groups, specialized groups doing this. But now in, in the OEMs and also in, in our customers and, and the tier ones, tier twos, um, it's, it's, it's a real product. And um, it goes a very similar route um, than it went for conventional engines and after treatment and all the learnings we had with AVL. Mm -hmm. We are now at the point that we actually transfer all these learnings and, and using um, yeah, not the exact same, but in a very similar transferable manner, we're using the models now with hardware in the loop, all the, all the learnings we had, and there were a couple of hard learnings over the years um, we had to make, uh, we don't have to do now again. So we're in a really fortunate position here as, as AVL um, to, to use the models there. And yeah, from, okay. from a process and, and integration wise, cell. yeah. You're also doing simulation for battery. We're doing say, simulation for e-motors, e-axles, ADAS, lots of different things. If we take battery, right, which clearly any fuel cell powered vehicle or even a stationary application, probably most cases includes yeah. a battery. So let's maybe jump to batteries then. Tell me a little bit, are there differences between the simulation used for fuel cell, maybe because again, you said the whole power plant, maybe certainly for SOFC, as opposed to maybe battery that's more maybe focused on a cell or on a module or on a pack. Can you, can you shed a little bit of light on that? Definitely, yeah. So uh, for the battery, and as you said, yeah, I fully agree, every fuel cell vehicle is, is a battery electric vehicle. So uh, just the power uh, that comes from the fuel cell, but you need the battery to drive the vehicle. Uh, in, in a sort uh -huh. of sort of manner, um, from a modeling perspective, with the fuel cell, um, you have to care about gas dynamics. You have to care about uh, liquid. This is all not so much the case with battery. With battery, it's it's basically the electrical network and the cell chemistry, and this is the core modeling part in combination with the thermal part, which is outside the cooling, uh, which is a big a big factor. Um, but yeah, you don't have to really like model all this gas, gas dynamics or, or, or flows. Uh, so it's, it's, it's kind of a different, but similar perspective to modeling. Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Where, where, 
simulation, right? As, as I think both you and I agree, simulation has come a very long way and, and is today probably three times as powerful as it was just even five years ago, I would, I would guess for a moment. You know that better, but I would guess. Where, where do you see simulation going from here? Is it, is it a proportional? We continue that, that progress with double or tripling the capability every five years? Do you see it somewhat leveling off? Uh, share a little bit about what, what you see and, and what it may or may not depend on. Um, I definitely don't see a level off. I, I see um, a strong focus and, and progress on the simulation tools. It's, um, it's the only way really to, to cut down the development time and, and also uh, cost and, and manpower especially. Um, with all the, uh -huh. the autonomous driving, ADAS um, especially also, and all these different configurations, possibilities and variants. Do you use a fuel cell? Do you use a battery? What size? How, how do you combine all these new possibilities? It's so much um, variance, you just can't handle it without simulation tools anymore. So this, this trend will strongly continue. And also with our aerospace um, and outer space, um, yeah, variants and activities we are all doing, um, there it will even continue more. So I, I see a very bright future mm -hmm. for simulation. Okay, okay. Maybe something more personal for you here. What excites you about simulation? What made you decide to work for our advanced simulation technologies group and and be clearly, as, as I can tell, excited about simulation, the possibility, how how you and with your product and your team helps, again, reimagining mobility, shape the future of mobility today through simulation capabilities. What, what, what excites you about simulation? Yeah, one, one of the greatest things about simulation, in my opinion, is that you can actually observe and see and research uh, stuff which you are not able to measure in the real, in the real world. So this is like uh -huh. really the the one thing which I say, okay, this is super cool because for for example, the battery, you take it with simulation, you can observe what is going on inside without having to destroy it. Or actually <laughs> there's stuff in there, you cannot really measure. It's super hard to measure. It's not feasible to measure it in a vehicle, but with simulation, you get that inside. You can avoid this um, durability issues, this strains and uh, conditions which really damage the battery just by looking at on simulation results and yeah this this is really really great about simulation yeah yeah when you look at simulation and you look at your industry and your your products or just generally speaking the simulation industry where, where what sources do you use for you to get information where do you get information about new developments in, in simulation right how how much closer are we for a correlation between what's happening in in the real or physical world versus the, the simulated world is there a specific place people can go to because you're going to and getting your information there you read a certain set of books you go to certain trainings i don't know can you share a little bit on that yeah so first of all we are in a very fortunate uh, situation with abl that we have a powertrain engineering department we have the measurement in-house we have the test equipment in-house so the first place where we can go is like internally coordinate mm -hmm. with the engineers we get a lot of uh feedback from from the users on, on the and the engineering side um, we we get yeah, requirements from the measurement side we get new developments there so this this i would say is is a one major 
yeah, source of information. Then, of course, we work closely together with universities, with uh, research facilities yeah. uh, to get the new trends. And uh, also we constantly educate us uh, further. For example, I just was uh, on a two week battery training in Germany on a university course, like going back to school, basically, uh, <laughs> to like really deep dive the knowledge again. It's it was not just me, it was the entire battery uh, development team from from Graz and all over the place of AVL all over the world. So, yeah, this these three pillars, so to say, are, are really what we what we get our knowledge from, our ideas, and also create new ideas. Yeah, yeah. so continuing education, right? As, as we all know, we're never done learning. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Uh, we're no longer here, probably. So that, that's good to know. If you if you take a, a project, let's say that we did with with a customer segment, let's say passenger vehicle OEMs for the moment five years ago and you look at how important was simulation then or how widespread how strong of an, an, an adoption did simulation have then let's say for fuel cell development and how much is it now independent of that maybe fuel cell now is finally at the point where it really is gonna gonna take off not like it's been for the last let's say 10 maybe 15 years just being around but never really got a, got a kick and really that boost that I see personally now happening. But if you take that five years, how do you see that, that changing of, of how critical for an OEM is, uh, is it fuel cell? And maybe passenger vehicle OEMs are not the right one. Let's go heavy duty trucks, mm. probably a better application. But what do you see? How critical was simulation for them five years ago versus what it is today? Oh, it's 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 massive. So to give you a number, for example, um, in in like five years ago, we had like twenty percent of our our desk benches, for example, were were virtual. And now we we had forty percent. So forty percent of of the desk benches, uh, what we have in in AVL is is virtual. That means all of them are running on models, and mm. this. Just yeah, it, it basically showcases how much the simulation factor has has grown in, in the project. And I mean, this is the, the the number which is really the calibration engineers uh, the late in the development process. So you can only imagine how much more simulation has grown also in the beginning of the de development process. Uh, the design, as I, as I mentioned, so much more variety complexity is now there and especially the new technologies, battery fuel cells, um, simulation is just, yeah, kickstart. Excellent. All right, I got two more questions. So from more from a, from a technical point of view or from your experience dealing with, with customers all over the world or now in the US as well, obviously, what do you see as one of the, the challenges that you feel customers still maybe don't recognize you can do with simulation? or maybe not use simulation to the capabilities it is capable of today. Maybe it wasn't five years ago, but it is today. Anything there that you can share is like, hey, I wish you know customers would understand that this is more powerful here or use it better here. Just maybe something to highlight yeah. here. Um, yeah, that's that's exactly what we also see when, when we go to customers and uh, very often there's just kind of a tunnel vision of what you can do with simulation. But in reality, it's much, much, much broader what you could do. Like there's so many, so many things you can do and can try. Um, 
And yeah, to give you one example, uh, what we are currently working on uh, is to use our simulation tools to bring to the customer uh, for his sales activities. So actually he bring out, can, can bring our software to his customers and on the fly oh. use it to generate the best, um, yeah, the, the, the best configuration based on the, on the, on the customer's uh, input. And so basically you use, for example, um, a simulation tool kind of as a sales tool to a certain degree. So yeah, um, yeah that, that can be very interesting. Of course, there, there's, there's much more. We very often see um, yeah, just l limitations like in the view of the customer, what we can do, but actually we can do much more. Let's say for battery, um, the, the focus is still much on equivalent circuit models. Uh, but um, with electrochemical models, you can already do so much more. And it's just not yet there in the awareness or also, um, it's, yeah, the, the awareness is, is not there, but yeah, it's our job to, 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 to make this awareness happen. So we're working right hard there, on yeah, that. Right. Good. All right, and last questions. I've heard you played basketball in Austria. Yeah, that's correct. So yeah. I played basketball in Switzerland, so we have something in common. But are we interested from you? What what did basketball teach you about whatever the business world or, or teach you about maybe even simulation, right? So anything to share there from, from that perspective? Yeah. I'd say I I'd say even life <laughs> to, to a certain degree. Uh, but yeah. yeah, of course you simulate, I mean, every, every practice is a simulation of a game, ideally, if you do it correctly. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's what you practice for. So in the end, it's, you, you want to compete, you want to win. And that's, that's the same what we do in the business world. So yeah, uh, it, it really told me a lot, especially also teamwork. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm basically, my approach to basketball is very puristic. So, uh, I don't, I, I'm not too much about the show. I'm about the, the team. So yeah, that's what mm -hmm. I enjoy. I, I played for 18 years. I'm still on, a, on the roster in Austria, but obviously hard to, to play right now. Um, but yeah, hopefully I can, I can do my 20 years at some point. That's cool. Very nice. Yeah. I love it. All right. Thomas, thank you very much. Very insightful, very interesting. Again, simulation for me, one of the key enablers of the future of mobility and uh, maybe even the sole uh, tool or enabler of how do we truly reimagine mobility, not only on the ground, but in the air and as, as you kind of alluded to at one point too, in space. So thank you very much and thanks everyone for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Reimagine Mobility Podcast. If you liked this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend.